The Drive Home with Kent and Dick on Mix 96. All right, I'm joined by Shelly Amos, a superintendent for the Hanover School Division right now. Uh, Shelly, first off, before we you know get into the details here, what are some of the things that stand out to you from Hanover School Division's plan for going back to school in September? What are your highlights, if you will? Sure. Um, I think first off, I want to thank everybody in our community, our, our parents and guardians and principals and staff um, for everything that's happened over the past few months. It's thrown all of us for a loop and made us rethink how we do school. And so, you know, thank you to everybody for their work, their partnership, and their patience. And I tried to emphasize that in our plan and in in the letter to our community as well. Um, Second highlight, I think we are obviously uh, utmost concerned about safety and well-being of all of our students and staff and our students' families. And so uh, we really have worked hard in our plan to make sure that we can implement and maximize all of the recommendations from public health to make our schools as safe uh, environments as possible. Um, another highlight for us, I think, would be communication. We're working hard at making sure parents have the information that they need. So in addition to the school division plan, individual schools will publish a plan no later than August 28th with some pertinent details and uniqueness for every school. And I'm sure parents are eager to get that information for their particular school. So that is coming. And then we will continue to uh, send updates and communicate from the superintendent's department as well as individual schools when they're back in session on how things are working, on um, anything that has to change. As I mentioned in the plan, it's evolving. Um, As we learn um, how things are going in our schools, we may have to make some tweaks and changes. We will communicate that. As we get further information or direction from Mantup Education or from the Chief Public Health Officer, our plan will evolve to include those recommendations as well. Um, Transportation is something we're working on right now, so I'll reiterate to those families who are bus eligible, we sent you an email yesterday. Thank you to those who have already responded. We've had over 3,800 responses already, and we've asked parents to give us a yes or no if they're able to transport their own children to school or if they will need our bus service. So we've asked for that information to come in by Friday, August 21st, and that's kind of the... uh, hinge pin for us to finish planning our routes and our details for pickup and drop-off times. And then that will be communicated out to families before the start of school as well. You must have like a, a whole, you know, teleconferencing area for all the communication you've got to do. This has got to be a, a huge undertaking. It's definitely not a normal school year. We always do communication at the beginning, but there are, of course, many more components that have come along with this. And so we're with communication. We're trying to use every avenue possible, email, our website, uh, social media. We have a Twitter account where we repost what we've put up on our website as well, in addition to the school's own sites too. So uh, the more media you know, we can uh, communicate, avenues we can get out there to families, the better. Hence, we're chatting. Uh, there are so many layers to this. The province made their announcement. Now the Hanover School Division has uh, set out their plans. As you mentioned, individual schools will have uh, somewhat of their own plan. How different will the individual schools look? Yeah, good question. For K-8 to schools or those schools that have K-8 to in them, we're implementing the cohorting model, and that can all be read in the plan. But there's uniqueness in the physicality of every school. So each school will take a look at what uh, cohorts make sense to them, whether that's certain grades together or groups of grades together or certain wings of the school. So those kind of details will be different for every school. 
uh, recess and lunch times may be a little different from school to school. You know, the, the uh, entrance and exit procedures may be a little different from school to school. And that actually brings up another question that I have because the whole cohorts thing is new for these grades. Do you have a plan for how that's going to be divided up? Is it is it by grade or are you trying to keep families together? How does that work? Yeah, it'll be by class. And so for the most part, I think it'll end up being uh, similar grades. And it, it'll look different in a small school like Bothell or Landmark versus a big school like Niverville or Southwood. Um, so every school is going to have a little bit of uniqueness in that plan, and uh, that's part of what we expect principals to publish in their plan to parents. Okay, but for the most part, we're kind of expecting it to be more by grades and less by families just because it's easier to do? Correct. Okay. I think a lot of the concern from parents has come from how these things will be implemented. The plan sounds good, but what are some of the ways that you guys are hoping to keep those cohorts separate from one another? One of the things will be that uh, you are in your classroom with your teacher and other um, specialist teachers, if there's basic French or music, they may come to you rather than us moving a class to a different area of the school. So that's one way. Uh, recess and, and lunch will be arranged so that cohorts stay together. And there will be designated spots on playgrounds for certain cohorts to be together as well. As far as entrances, exits, we'll be using like those emergency exits as entrances, trying to keep those cohorts separate? You know, I think, yeah, that's part of, again, each school will devise their plan for entrances and exits, and uh, each school has multiple options there, so details will come for that. Okay. Um, Talking about some of the classes that are maybe a little more difficult in this plan, things like gym, choir, band, what are, the, what are the plans for those? Are those classes a go-ahead? Are they nixed altogether, or how does that work? Some of them are going to be a go-ahead, but it'll be a modified version. And so, uh, for the most part, there will be some type of phys- physical education happening. It may be outside. We've been uh, given guidance and encouragement to have as much phys ed outside as possible. Um, and other options, like music, will continue as well. Um, but there may be limitations on what we can do. And with schools, we're still making some of those final decisions for choral and band. Okay. So you are hoping to run those programs in virtually all of your schools at this point? We're trying to run as many programs and options as we can, if we can do it in a safe manner. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kids with instruments can tend to have some spit flying if they're not careful. Uh, cafeterias, you don't have a whole lot of them in your division, but I do know that there are a few schools with cafeterias. Mm-hmm. Do you have a plan for whether or not those are going to be used? General cafeterias will not be running. We'll be putting a pause on that. On the high school side of things, so a lot of the stuff we talked about in, in cohorts and everything, that has to do with elementary K-8 to K- eight Yeah, that's K-8. to eight. Our high schools will be physically distancing using the two-meter approach, and um, that's just because of our system and our electives in high schools. We have to operate it differently than we do in K-8 to eight schools. So in classrooms, there'll be a two-meter distance, and they will do a transition in the hallway. There will be directional arrows to ensure a safe transition happens in the hallway, no loitering or lingering around. You move from point A to, to point B. Um, but in the classrooms, they will have two-meter distance. Now, another thing that was mentioned yesterday was the hybrid of at-home learning and in-class learning for high schools. And I have heard through the grapevine that some schools are planning like a 50-50 model, half of the class coming in one day and then the other half coming in the next. Is that in the plans? That is what uh, primarily what all four of our high schools will be doing. There are a little bit of nuances from school to school, but primarily we are going to operate with a 50-50 model. 
and then on the other side of things, it's just going to be like video in the class, or do you have is that up to classes individually? Yeah, every school will work out those details and, and publish that in their plan. It is um, primarily you come into school on one day, and then there's some independent slash remote learning that happens at home um, the other day. I guess that's just a little easier to do with high school students that can stay home by themselves. And you know, us with our technology plan that we've had for the past few years and our one-to-one uh, Chromebook deployment, that has been uh, a blessing for us that our students have access to the technology. That's the sort of thing that was implemented at just the right time in many ways. <laughs> well, eh? we, we uh, are very thankful that our board made that choice uh, to spend the money there. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Now, looking back at this overall plan, how much room is there for change in this? Well, um, of course, if anything comes from Mentib Education or from the public health officer, uh, we will have to implement those changes. I think our mindset here is that this plan is evolving as we see how it rolls out in schools, as we know how many children come, how many children are on our buses. There will be continuous uh, continuous assessment of the what's working, what's not working, and we will make changes where we need to. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, putting together basically a brand new way of schooling in general mm-hmm. in the span of a few weeks, this must have been a huge undertaking for the division. H- how have things gone on your side of things? You know, I'm really proud of all of our people who are working on this. We've got a strong team here. This division is in a transition with the leadership team as well, but um, we have been able to work together to come up with a strong plan, and uh, and I thank them for that. And, and in addition, all of our departments, our transportation, our our maintenance, our technology department, our student services department, they're all working hard for the components that affect them. And our principals especially have had to do some work um, this August that typically we don't have to do in uh, in a more average school year. So again, a lot of pride from us for how the team has come together to make a plan. I think for a lot of parents, there's there's some nervousness, there's some uncertainty, and sometimes that sort of thing comes out as uh, as negativity. And mm-hmm. you know, it comes out on on people like you that are making these decisions. But mm-hmm. you got to be just trying your best, right? You know what? We're working hard to implement everything that has been given to us to implement. We understand the trepidation and the anxiety that happens for for families and for teachers alike and other staff. Um, And we're working hard to clarify and make decisions, uh, good decisions that are safe for everybody. Cool. Thank you so much for chatting, Shelley, and we wish you all the best. We know your job is uh, not easy these days. So, uh, yeah, just, just wishing you all the best there. Yeah, great to chat with you, Kenton. Thank you.